kill the Negro. He don't even know himself. He think that Gucci belt represents wealth. Kill the Negro. He don't even know if he should worship Yahweh or support his family member that just came out gay. Kill the Negro. He don't even know his own bloodline, so the nigga culture came up with what's poppin' slime. Matter of fact, you ain't even gotta kill the Negro. He don't see no equal in his people, so we watch a bunch of Malcolm X sequels. Kill the Negro. He don't know his own language. He said if it's foreign, then it's born. But guess what? That's true. Because when his ancestors were shackled up on a boat, they damn sure wasn't storm. We brought them to a foreign land, raped they women. Now their women don't even respect the Negro man. Kill the Negro and get rid of all these Kaepernicks because we will put a cap in, Nick. These brave ass niggas make me sick. Shit, what we should do is start a war. Let's start a draft. You know how the old days go. The richest slave wanna get the number one pick, and if he refuses to get drafted, let's do him like clashes. Throw him in jail and take everything that he owns. He must motherfucking forget. This our plantation that we own, and we don't let niggas stray from home. And if he tries to escape. We will get the police to put one in his dome. Kill the Negro. Welcome back to the Blue Lines podcast. This is your host, Black Line, with my co-host, uh, Blue Line, and the producer of the show, producer Preaching Twan. What's going on, y'all? Nothing. I was uh, I was actually very discouraged driving in tonight, and then I got here. <laughs> was, it the, was it because of the traffic? No, no, no. I'll, I'll tell you why. Oh, okay. But I got here, and Twan's practicing the bass, and... Uh, Took every ounce of negativity out of me in a heartbeat. <laughs> just listening to, to him play. Hey, bro, he's, I just want you to... playing to some Stevie Wonder. I just want you to know, because you the last episode, you was a little stressed out. Yeah. This episode, you said you had some negativity. Mercury had a retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> Mercury I, I had don't a retrograde. know what that means. I just read that earlier. Yeah, because, yeah. like, you know, I think I've been saying it, too, like, this month of July. It, it makes sense. My, it has it, been it, long as fuck. It feel like it's been a little stressful. It's still July. Today's the last day. I know, yeah. but that's it's coming out of his ret- retrograde, too. Huh. Like, what is What does it mean that it's in... What does that even mean? What does retrograde mean? In you, I'm not the best person. I just know, like, it has to do... Something to do with, like, people's energies... But you know, what? But like, I think when the, when a retrograde happens, it's like basically like everything can like yeah. literally. No, fuck I get up. from an astro uh, uh, astrology standpoint. Right, it means something. Yeah, it means. But yeah. but it also means something with the stars and what. They're right, doing, I don't right? know what the fuck that does. Yeah, I don't, yeah, what, I don't know. That's all what I'm that. saying is what. Yeah, is, I just know that Mercury had a retrograde, huh. and so and I know when that when people say that shit, that mean bad. Well, shit. Well, I, I better start <laughs> reading my horoscope. So then. I read yeah. it for the Appreciate first it, bro. time. Did yeah. you want some? Man, it's kind of little, man. I don't know if I want to. Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah. All right. But I read it for oh, the I'm first up. time. Yeah. <laughs> I read it for the first time today, and it basically was like everything that's not supposed to be connected to you in life falls apart. Uh-huh. So it kind of made sense. I'm like, yo, everything is kind of going stupid right now. Yeah. You said everything in life that's not supposed to be connected to you that you connected to, mm. it falls apart. Got you. During that. So. During retrograde. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. 
And I'm not big on astrology, but it kind of makes sense because it happens. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I read it from probably yeah. time to time. I'm not really too big on into yeah. it. Uh, some of it makes sense. Some of them, like, I think that's a reach. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's a little like they say certain zodiacs have you know ethno qualities. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, nah, man. that person probably just a fucked up human being. Just a messed up person. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know a handful of people from my childhood who have the exact same birth date as me. So mm-hmm. if astrology is true, then anybody born on my birth date would be very similar to me. Right. And the two people from my childhood who were born on my birthday mm-hmm. could not be more different from me. All three of us <laughs> yeah. are like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I got a guy born on the exact same day too. And we're like super night and day. Yeah. And it's like, so that wouldn't be yeah, the case though. It doesn't if, make sense. If it were true. Right. Yeah. You'd have some similar personality qualities. Yeah. yeah so I don't yeah. know, but, but did you, I, I didn't even mention it. Because I don't know, and you you two didn't mention it, so I'm not sure that you even saw it. Did you see what came out today? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. A recording from 1971. Mm-hmm. It, oh, I didn't any, see that. Okay. I didn't listen Just to it, Just today, a recording was released of Ronald Reagan in 1971 talking to then-President Richard Nixon about some of the African countries in the UN calling them monkeys and saying how they're just now used to wearing shoes and saying damn them, damn them, calling them monkeys. Reagan, Reagan. The president you love. Man. No, I did not I'm love just... him. But, but the reason that, the reason that I, I feel discouraged. Yeah. So damn, I, sp- that's crazy. I spend an inordinate yeah. amount of time thinking about these issues for the last three years. Um, I think about this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. I read about it all the time. I listen to podcasts about it all the time. I pay attention to it. And the reason I do is because my line of work is directly, it, it, my line of work is intricate to these issues. In the middle of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's meaningful to me on a whole bunch of different levels. And so ever since this started becoming obvious to me, I've had a hard time not thinking about it. Mm. And, Every time something occurs that just reinforces what I've learned over the last three years, it's just a blow to the gut, and mm. it gets discouraging, and it gets tiring. And uh. So here's the thing, okay? There's a whole bunch. Ronald Reagan is the poster child for conservative Christian America. There is a whole generation of people who love him, think he was the best president that ever, that ever was, and people that, people that I come from, like my parents, loved Reagan. And so you folks know that he was racist because you guys suffer the policies that he enacted. But that's blind white people. Well, don't don't forget that. Black folks. <laughs> because you guys suffer from the policies that he enacted. So I you, guys have done, you, guys, <laughs> you guys have done your research and so you know. Gotcha. Well, I never had to because mm. it doesn't affect me. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah. I, I was blind to this for a mm-hmm. long time. And so this still is mm-hmm. new to me. And mm-hmm. every time something like this comes up in the news, it's literally like a punch in the gut. It's like, oh, my God. So my question would be to all these otherwise decent people, as far as I can tell, mm-hmm. what do you think of Reagan now? Like, are you mm. is this what you liked about him because you saw it or but I think are maybe you shocked? It's, it goes back to the whole Trump thing. Like the more racist I, he gets, it's like it's interesting to see who stays on the bandwagon and who yeah, doesn't. Yeah. But I think also there's a lot of people who. Like we said in the last episode, it, they're happy in their honeymoon honeymoon stage of yeah. America. So I think there is a 
a side of Reagan that they did love. I don't think they. But I'm wondering what side they, that they was. probably they probably didn't know about. Well, I'm wondering. Uh, the That's other what I'm side wondering. Of Reagan. Because that yeah. okay, I would normally have agreed with you, mm-hmm. but I disagree because Trump plays his cards. There's oh, no, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah, mystery, yeah. right? And right, there's right. still an enormous segment of the population. Yeah, who stays well, on board. yeah. For, for Trump, yeah, I don't know, but I was saying for Reagan. So. I'm, the more I think about this stuff and pay attention, the more I mm-hmm. realize that America is racism. Like, oh, yeah. It is built. Like, this country yeah. is crafted well, okay, okay, on... Great, okay, great. So that goes into what like, I... It's crazy, So you said man. that, right? So... Yeah. Oh, this yeah, yeah. So... In, introduce this. So... Right. Okay, so this book, Brainwashed, is called Brainwashed, Challenging the Myth of Black in, uh, Inferiority. It's by Tom... I think Tom Burrell... Burrell, perhaps. Burrell, probably. Uh, I've never heard of the guy. Yeah. Tom Burrell or Tom Burrell. Uh, B-U-R-R-E-L-L. Probably Burrell. All right. So uh, I read this book three years ago, and uh, I was searching for topics uh, yet- yesterday, today, whatever. Came across this page that uh, that was in the book, uh, page 102. Uh, the part of the book is called Killing Us Quietly. Uh, so I'm gonna skip down just a tab, and it says, "If we expose, uh, if we expose the founding fathers' uh, contribution to America's creation of the heartless monsters roaming 21st century uh, concrete jungles, we are afraid we might be dismissed as radical, paranoid, or stuck in the past." Now, how many times have you seen, probably just on social media, where black people are speaking about certain certain issues? They refer it back to slavery, mm-hmm. even when like. Uh, LeBron said that we are like uh, athletes are kind of like modern day slaves or whatever. Yeah. You know, with the NFL players, how many times did people just say, "Oh, you were stuck in the past"? LeBron yeah. stuck in the past. He yeah. was, you know, referring it to slavery, getting paid all these millions of dollars and things like that. So I thought that was crazy that uh, that was said in this book. So then it goes on to say, uh, "What we don't, uh, what we, what we do recognize is that collectively we have the inherent power." power and responsibility to address black-on-black violence. We can't talk about change without first discussing America's original sin and the system that set this whole destructive cycle in motion. It's imperative that we retrace the tracks before uh, boarding the solution train. Hmm. So that was just in that little paragraph right there. Let me have a chart that I'll get to in a second if, if you want to kind of go out there. Well, I think the chart, though, because that's the, the part. Yeah, that but you did you have as... anything to say about that paragraph right there? Because I I feel like you know you were saying like it's a it's a it's a it's a shock to you every time that it's a or it's a shock to you every time you see like new stories yeah. developing and stuff like that. Yeah. But I guess like with black folks, mm-hmm. yes, we do do the research and stuff like that. So I think with like I was going back to you saying about the whole Reagan thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do want to know what white people thought of Reagan, like what good side of him. If not, then yes, America is racist. But with Trump as well, like I don't know the answer to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I don't get why people continue to follow and support Trump, even what he says about women too. Yeah. You know, I don't know because uh, I don't know if he's a racist or a rapist. Or I don't know if he's both either. Yeah. You know, well, if, if he Obama appears to be, and if Obama did that shit, you know, it would never go. Yeah. I think as what well. I think what happened was. You know how they say the two things you should never talk about are, are politics and religion, right? Because and and because there's a lot of disagreeing mm-hmm. about those two topics. There's conservatives, there's liberals, there's yeah. Jews, there's Muslims, there's Christians, there's Buddhists, there's Hindus. There's a whole bunch of disagreement where those two topics are concerned, and so mm-hmm. they say you know you shouldn't discuss these two things. 
racism is the singular event okay it's depending on where you are in the world it manifests itself differently and mm-hmm. in america it's we see how it's manifest but racism is a singular event that isn't necessarily religious or political and so what i've been thinking about mm. lately is mm. how do people because race racism is inherently wrong it, it it is not intuitive it is not intuitive if you think about it even for a fraction of a second and you're honest about it racism makes no sense it makes no sense whatsoever zero people are people we're all more similar than different and the color of your skin doesn't mean a fucking thing it does it doesn't mean anything it means absolutely nothing it's the same as having brown hair or blonde hair that doesn't mean anything right it isn't inherent in any way it's a feature that you have no control over so racism is inherently ignorant and wrong and if you think about it honestly and truthfully you eventually come to that point so why then is it so enriched in american culture and heritage to the point where ronald reagan poster boy of conservatism is saying these things to richard nixon calling black people monkeys like how do how do we get there and i think what happened was racism gets intertwined with politics and religion in one way or another and so when it becomes involved specifically in politics but also in religion more so in politics people create their identities out of their religion and their politics and they Mm -hmm. it's very personal to them and it is really in large part who they are to their core Mm -hmm. and mainly because they're raised that way honestly most people don't choose these things it's just how you're raised and you stick with it right but people create their identities and because racism has been intertwined with politics your identity is built to attack somebody's political stance and to call it racial when you when you add that component in there they take it personal and so they also don't recognize the ways in which their identity came to be and the negative consequences of that because people aren't honest with themselves people are never truly honest with themselves about what they believe or how they believe it or why they believe it and if you are well intended but completely clueless as to how you came to hold a particular opinion if you're shown evidence that a political leaning that you have a tendency towards has racial roots and Mm -hmm. racist roots you immediately become offensive and you refuse to hear it because it's an attack on you now but it isn't it isn't an attack on you but you take it as such but you take it as such so i think Uh, that's why it's so hard for people to it's so it's such a hard issue to address right is because it's been intertwined with mainly politics but also religion and that is what forms most people's identities when you point out the truth of how racism has been integral in all of these things people take it as a personal attack and complete and immediately shut down the reason i say this is because over the last three years i've done a whole bunch of learning like i've learned a whole bunch of stuff but i've come up with zero solutions Mm -hmm. and that's why i'm discouraged is because I don't want to just learn this and become woke. That's not right. the point. The point is to actually change things and to do better. And because my line of work mm. is integral to these issues, mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. Policing in America yeah. and race issues, the two go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, so it means something to me. And while I've learned a whole bunch over three years, I've come up with zero solutions. Well, just not- And that's frustrating. And not to cut you off, but I know what you're going through. 
mm-hmm. know exactly what you're going through. And I guess I, I know me and Antoine know what you're going through, but black folks have been going through that for yeah, you know, no, for sure, a long time. It's like, and it does get discouraging, absolutely. So, and I and I think I've said this plenty of times before on the podcast where it's like sometimes. I get tired, so yes, sometimes I do disconnect. Mm-hmm. I don't look at the news. I, you know, I know there's police shootings and stuff like that, but sometimes I won't even get that invested into the story because I know the outcome. Yeah. Uh, what was the movie? That, I mean, the show that came out last year uh, on Netflix. Uh, they had Regina. Was it Regina King? Was it Seven Seconds? I think so. I didn't watch it. Yeah, Seven Seconds. All of my friends were like, "Oh, Black Line, you gotta watch this. Black yeah, Line, you gotta yeah. watch it." I'm like, "What is it about?" They tell me the story. Oh, it was a black kid that got hit by a cop. Let me guess. The white cop gets off, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's outraged, stuff like that. They, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, okay. That's, that's, that's me yeah. Like saying that before I even watched it. I watched it and I was like, it's a good show, but it ain't for me. Yeah. Because, yes, I know what goes on in the system. I know how the system works and stuff like that. So I'm not going to continue to watch that shit over and over mm-hmm. again because, yes, I will become discouraged. I will be like, I can't make it in this world. Mm-hmm. So for me, now that I know how the system works and stuff like that and all that shit, you know, well, I still don't know how the system works. I just know a little bit more about the system mm-hmm. and how it kind of operates. I won't let that continue to, like, bring me down, bring mm-hmm. my energy down. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that can make you depressed as well. It's yeah. like, I'm black in America. Yeah. How can I survive here? How can I get there? But we have people like a Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. We have people like Obama. We have people, uh, who else is, uh, Carnell West. Mm-hmm. We have black uh, people that we can see that are making it in America. And so, yeah, that's still right there. It kind of gives me yeah. hope. You know, yeah. but I don't... You, you know what I thought of also today, kind of based on what you just said? We have the illusion that we've progressed because on the surface we have, like slavery did end, which was awesome in the 1800s, and then it didn't really end when we thought it ended because then Jim oh, Crow and segregation all. and everything right. happened. And then it, so then technically in 1964... Yeah, before, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> before Jim Crow, they disguised... Um, they called it sharecropping. Yeah. Share, oh yeah. Yeah. Sharecropping was just slavery, just yeah. warmed over. Yeah. Like, so, so it yeah. didn't end. Never. But it did yeah. improve. I mean, you it couldn't own, You couldn't own people anymore. You got, That's a great. Thing. You got slavery light. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But then, all the way up until 1964 in the civil rights movement. Yeah. All the way up until 1964 in the civil rights movement. That's technically when supposedly the playing field became level. Right. Right. So because, and, and then we get a black president and. Women get to vote, and all these th- all these indicators of progress right. make it seem like we're progressing. Yep. Just because slavery ended, and just because Jim Crow ended, and just because the civil rights of 1964 happened, doesn't mean the sentiment disappeared. It still is very much alive, and it never yeah. went anywhere. The sentiment is alive and well. What happened is society did progress enough that the people who hold that sentiment were like, well, we better we better hold our tongue. We, we, we can't be as free and open as we used to be. And that's where they get their victimhood from is they're like, well, I can't even be racist anymore. Well, this is a free country. Why can't I hate who I hate? So they, yeah. get, they get the illusion of persecution. Mm-hmm. And then Trump comes along and opens the floodgates wide open. And hate groups increase and hate crimes increase because you know what? Yeah. The sentiment never went anywhere. The same sentiment that created a nation built on slaves mm-hmm. 
is alive and well. well guess that what, hasn't left. What what happened was society progressed just enough to shut those people up for a period of time, but they never right. went away and their beliefs never went away. Yeah. So, so that's why how in the world do you get that to go away? How do you get that sentiment you know how, and belief to go away? You know away? how y'all we looking at y'all now. You know what I'm saying? We can't okay, do, so that's we my can't question, be then. that. We we the whole pressers, you know what I'm saying? I so agree. we're looking at you guys are like, hey, stand up. I agree. Say something. And, and there that, are some okay, people that I agree. stand up. And that is why I'm frustrated. Mm -hmm. Because as I've just said, my job is integral to these issues. Mm -hmm. And because people rap form their identities so immensely off of politics, mm. when you attack their politics and point out how their politics are racist, it's an attack on them and they shut down and they won't hear it. Mm -hmm. So my frustration is, how do I get an industry, which is policing, which in its inception was racism. It mm -hmm. was slave patrols. In its mm -hmm. very inception, it was based on keeping a certain segment of society in check. Mm -hmm. And like I said, the sentiment didn't go away. The sentiment did not go away. It's still there. So how do I communicate to those people because to in order to get them to see the reality of racism in America, I have to attack their politics. Right. And that is very personal. Yeah. And they shut down and they won't hear it. Yeah. And they get defensive. And that is why I'm frustrated. I don't know how to do that. Honestly, mm. I think you're already doing it. I'll that's tell you that's why. what I'm saying, yeah. This podcast, even though they don't really know. I know <laughs> I they, sure, they, they don't. They don't know. <laughs> but you're rising in ranks in, in what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So you have power now. Yeah. So you just put the pill in the applesauce. You just start changing policies wherever you can. Exactly. Yeah. And then you're showing different examples yeah. at a higher level, and they're like, okay, we got to follow the leader. Yeah. I think it'll kind of, it'll Jedi mind trick them in a kind yeah. of a way. Like, okay, this is a different kind of police, and then and, it's actually working. And, and honestly, it is better yeah. to do it by example than by speaking anyway. Yeah, because right. nobody listens anyway. Nobody listens anyway. Yeah. But when they, that's a good point, actually. Because my whole... I've always thought about how can I communicate this to them? Like literally sit down and have a conversation and get right. through to them. Well, that rarely works. Yeah, yeah That's true. very, very rarely works, especially if you're not open <clears throat> to the message to begin right. with. But through example, you're right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. So we It's got just it. so slow. It's just so slow. Yeah, of course it's going to be slow. It's a slow grind. But I mean, even with, okay, like how he just said, your, your stance would probably be like the Kawhi Leonard like take. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, Kawhi Leonard does not say much, but he's a very great leader. You know, he's everybody so follows. Goes to work. He just goes to work. Yeah, but yeah, he leads yeah. by example. Yeah. You know, uh, they. I remember Dwayne Wade when they asked uh, Dwayne Wade after the finals. You know, how was it going against the Spurs that year? And he was like, "Them dudes do not talk. They just shut up and ball." Mm -hmm. He said, "I don't even know what Kawhi Leonard sounds like, but I know he can ball." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But so for you, Blue, I do think that you could go into yeah. any police office and change things around just by how you carry yourself by just leading by example yeah uh and it is, is going to take time i mean look how long slavery was look how long civil rights was yeah. you know i don't think america's going to see like this big change overnight and but i'm okay with it and that's why i don't want people to but, think and i think that's where the discouragement comes from yeah. is when we try to rush the process we can't we got to realize that okay slavery took 400 years we got to break these certain generational curses yeah. for black and white people we also got to overcome the civil rights thing like we still got to change certain laws certain yeah. amendments certain rules oh then we but this is the crazy part and i don't mean to like like single out this group but then you got the lgbt community now who want their same rights so everybody's like fighting for like these same equal rights and stuff right now too yeah. 
But black people are like, well, goddamn, we've been fighting the longest, mm-hmm. but other people are still getting their attention too now. So, like, I don't want you to get discouraged though, but I'm just letting you know, like, I do think that it's going to take a while for things yeah. to change. You know what I'm saying? But, and things change, but as I said before, it's an illusion because the sentiment behind it doesn't go away. Yeah. Yeah. We just, just society progresses just enough that the people who have really bad ideas, right. They should shut up for a while, right? Um, up until they're empowered by some but black people never man. shut up though. Black people never shut up. I think that's a problem with us too. We do talk too much in public forum. In public forum? Yeah. Well, well, I, well we got, okay. Well, yeah, you're right. We do talk too much in public forum, but I do think we have people who are trying to yeah, move yeah. into where like, for me, I know a lot. She get a lot of black flash, but I like uh, black flash. Uh, Angela Rye, I love yeah. Angela Rye. I think she sometimes talk a little bit too much, but yeah, she does yeah. have like the right motive. I think she has the right motive too. Yeah. I th- you know, that's actually a good point because man, it's there's just no easy answer. It's not. It's not because you it's can't not. just you can't just not say anything. Mm-hmm. It's true, and I think we should say certain things. But like but after we said something them, is damaging. Yeah, I think after we've said and made our point, we need to stop talking and just start moving and start. start moving. Do, I, I, yeah, and we've never done that. We we rioted, we picketed. I mean, we've got certain stuff done like okay, bus so how, boycotts and whatnot. Okay, I was gonna say, how do you think that? How do you think Black Wall Street moved? How how were they able to create their own system? Were they quiet or were they? I don't know. Yeah, they um, just made action or just made action. Just, so I, just I actions. Like yeah. we gotta quit talking about it. We gonna do this. We gonna gotcha. do that. And we gotta get the media's attention. The media don't care. Right. Yo, quit spending your money. I say it all the time. Once mm-hmm. you learn economics, because that's what America's based on. Mm-hmm. That's the deeper even than racism. America mm-hmm. is based off money. Yeah. Straight up greed. greed. And when you affect somebody's pockets enough, and which we have enough power to do, but we don't think we do because we've been brainwashed to think that black folks is broke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Individually, yes. But collectively, but we can keep the money we are the, recycling in our community. We are one of the strongest economic drivers of America. You know how long the black dollar stays in the black community? Hmm. Six hours. Hmm. If, before that long. If, if that long before it's distributed out. Yeah. So whether and, it's an Asian sy- person or a white person, well, that's systemic also, though. Yeah, yeah, white. I think I think for white people, it's like uh, it's like uh, fifteen to thirty days. I think in a China community or Asian community, I said China, uh, Asian community. That's racist. It was racist. No. So, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Specific, actually. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> an Asian community, I think, is like uh, a month or two, huh. and then I think like the Jewish community is probably like three months or something hmm. like that before it's like. Before it goes and touches anybody else, yeah, Before it goes yeah. To black people or Af- the African American community, uh, six hours, yeah, sad man, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of challenges though, but there, I think, for those challenges, a lot of opportunity too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just man. It's just don't you get discouraged though. I don't need that from you. You know what I'm saying? That's fine. Yeah, I need I need you I need you come back like Robert Ory <laughs> seven times. <laughs> I used to hate that dude. He pissed me I, off I every did time. Too, dude, he, he just he would do nothing to come in and hit the last yeah. shot and piss me off for man. like twelve different teams. God, he's yeah. got he's got what six championships? Yeah, he got more? six championships. Yeah. Yeah. Two with the Rockets, Spurs, Spurs, and the what, Lakers. So I guess what, yeah. I don't know yeah, if that guy. Who was yeah. the one that was on the Bulls too? Yeah. No, no, oh. no. I don't know if he was on the Bulls. Somebody else was on the Bulls. He should do the same thing. Steve Kerr. Not, it, it, it was well, somebody Steve else Kerr, besides yeah. Kerr. Who was he? God, he was just like Robert Ory, too. On the, on the Jordan Bulls? Yeah. The he Jordan was. era? He was. Oh, Paxson. Yep. Paxson. John Paxson. John Paxson. Where did he go to? 
Paxton. I don't know. I only ever remember him on the Bulls. Uh, who, Paxton? Yeah. Yeah, he, he was on the Bulls, Paxton. Yeah, no, I know, but oh. I don't remember him on any other team but the Bulls. Oh, I don't know. I don't Maybe. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, as far as just showing up and hitting a shot? Yeah, I'm like, man, all the credit. where you been all the game, yeah, man? Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. popped in the game and yeah. hit the shot. Like, Well, I hate Robert Ory because he put Steve Nash into the scorer's table. That oh, day. yeah, he had that bloody <laughs> nose. And Amari came out, and then yeah, Amari yeah. got – we would have won the championship that year. Yeah, yeah, I had it. That. Yeah, I had That's when – dang, I forgot. And that was calculated. That's when Steve Nash got the back-to-back MVPs yep, and shit. Yep, I forgot. Yeah. And, then, and then Amari Stoudemire came two inches onto the court. What? And they're like – you. Because there was the Ron Artest rule. Yeah. yeah. It was the stupid-ass Ron Artest rule. Yeah, man. And Damn. so he came too far, far out onto the court and got suspended for the That was game. a good team. Y'all had Sean Marion, Rajah mm-hmm. Bell, Boris Diaw. Yeah, that team was solid. And Mike yeah. D'Antoni was the yeah. coach. Yeah. Damn, y'all did good have team. a solid that, that team. That team was so solid, man. Boris Diaw, yeah. yeah. Did y'all, have, y'all had Joe Johnson Joe at one Johnson, point. yeah. Damn. Yep. I'm calling out these names. Team. I'm like, damn, y'all didn't yeah. win the championship. We, we could have had yeah. that not happened. I hate Robert Ory. So another thing that uh, white people love to bring up when black people address these uh, issues and what white people keep giving us, you know, uh, back is like black on black crime. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So that's what this uh, going back to the brainwash book. Yeah. You got this chart uh, and it's called uh, homicide connecting the dots instead of homicide. Yep. Homicide. But it's called homicide. Uh, so on the left side is uh, contemporary manifestations, and then on the right side is uh, historical roots. So, so this is talking about this is basically addressing black on black crime. Yep. Like how, why? Well, first of all, the fact that that's even a term in white on white crime or Asian on Asian crime, yeah. right? It's that that's, is so that's calculated. We, yeah. It's unbelievable yeah. because okay. white people kill white people. Yep. And if you and yep. I can tell you right now, murders happen in Japan. And it's Asian yeah. on Asian. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. Just no, that, and that's true. That's so true. That's what we always say. But, yeah. uh, so on the left side, it says murdering minors, young people, gang affiliated and not who kill at uh, astronomical rates. And it has on the historical root side. Slaves were taught to devalue black life. And this is a value we pass down to our children. Personal uh, oppression, generational poverty, illegal drug trafficking, gangs and self-hatred. Created a killed or be killed code of respect among young people. So here's an interesting point on that, <laughs> on what you just read. Okay. Like I said before, racism is inherently wrong. If you think about it for two seconds, genuinely and honestly, you immediately realize, wait a sec, no, this is bullshit. There's no, there's no true basis for racism. It's me being insecure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. So slavery, the fact that white people enslaved black people... Mm-hmm. There was there was no inherent reason for that. It was greed and ego. Yeah, yeah. So black people, had they risen up, and they certainly could have, could have overcome that. Well, how do you keep people from rising up and overcoming something like that? You belittle them. Yeah. You devalue them. Mm-hmm. You teach them to hate themselves. You you systematically crush their soul. Yep. To the point where they believe it. That's how you do it. Because black people absolutely could have risen up and overcome that had they not in mass been taught to devalue themselves. Yeah, I mean, even, that's even, how uh, you keep, that's like, like people think about slavery as being awful because they were owned by other human beings and they were forced to work for free and they were mistreated. That's all t- 
terrible. Yeah. But never right. mind that. How about the psych the psychological things that were done to them that kept them in that place? Yeah, you know, Harriet Tubman yeah. had the saying, you know, uh, yeah, I freed a lot of slaves, but I could have freed more had they known they were yes. slaves. But but that but mm-hmm. that is part of the the yeah. that's part of the mm-hmm. abuse. Mm-hmm. I mean, how so? Look at it, dude. Take any level of abuse. Take any any person who wants to victimize somebody else. How how do pedophiles groom their victims? Mm. Mm. Through power. Yes. Yeah. Well, initially, yeah, through that. But that's very short lived. Yeah. Once they get him, it's all through fear and control. Yeah. And devaluing, and those types of things. Mm-hmm. That's how people control other people Mm -hmm. it's abuse yeah it happens in marriages all the time domestic violence how do and i see this all the time people are like well why do these abused women stay in these relationships it's the same reason slaves stayed slaves Uh because they're being abused yeah Yeah. that's what abuse is yeah that's what control is that's what domination is that's That's what it is yeah it's not as simple as well just just realize you're a slave and get out no it's not that simple it's it's just like how abused women can't get out of abusive relationships or how about the women who repeatedly find themselves in abusive relationships and, and people look at them like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Why can't you just find a right. good guy? Well, because they're a victim. They're, mm. they're being groomed for this shit. Right. Stockholm syndrome. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's real. Yeah. Like, no, oh, man. No, you, you know, you're right. You're right. At, that's a good point. So I'll move to the second, the second part of the chart. On the left side, it said death for respect. Uh, unplanned aggression that leads to death, homicide for uh, insignificant reasons such as insults, arguments, or feelings of disrespect. Or shoes. Remember all the people getting killed overnight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Right? So on the historical roots uh, side, it said, strip of respectability and dignity through humiliation, Mm -hmm. ridiculed and uh, physical and psychological trauma. We were left with shattered egos, pent-up rage, we became hypersensitive to an, uh, any emotional trigger. Mm-hmm. All right, on the next one, it said, uh, this is on the uh, manifest, uh, manifestations part. It says that all in the family, spouses and intimate partners who kill black males, uh, it says spouses and uh, intimate partners who kill. Black males are most uh, homicide victims and most killers of other black males. On the historical roots side, it said, from the very beginning of our American experience, there was a willing, up violent rage and self-hatred within us. The easiest target for black rage and self-hatred is the is those closest to us who cannot retaliate. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was like, the fact that you felt that you in slavery times you could not retaliate uh, to the white man. You felt mm-hmm. inferior to the white man, so you felt like you... Your rage that was so pent up, you would take it out on your brother during the slavery times, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in times, even if we saw in a video earlier this week that I shared with you guys from Twitter, mm-hmm. if a black man shows any type of rage towards a cop, anything, saying, you're not going to put me on arrest, we mm-hmm. saw what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if I showed that same energy mm-hmm. to a black dude, I could shoot him possibly get away the case get thrown out anything nobody gonna snitch nothing you know what i'm saying you know how you devalue people what's the this is interesting that just occurred to me one of the best ways to devalue somebody is to make them invisible okay the best way to devalue somebody is to make them invisible to make them feel like they are invisible this is why black entertainment television needs to exist because if it didn't you'd be invisible yeah it's all so 
let's bring up this whole Ariel bullshit with the Little Mermaid that just came out and everybody's up in arms because Ariel's She's black. She's not real. Right. Well, first there, of all, right? mermaids hey, aren't real, real. So to say that they're white hey. is fucking stupid. We'll argue but, about mermaids. Okay. Right. Look, they look, mad at uh, at Falcon Buff for being next Captain America. Look out the history of, of toys and films and TV shows. Everybody's white. White. That's yeah. calculated. Yeah. We're trying. Yeah. We devalue you by making you invisible. You don't even get to see people who look like you in toy stores. You can't even go buy a doll. That looks like you. You gotta watch Hidden Colors. I got the DVDs for you. Man. That's how you devalue yeah, people. Yeah. You make them feel yeah, invisible. Yeah, yeah. I got you, Blue. <laughs> and so, and so, it's very important in order to change all these things that we've been talking about to not make black people invisible. Let make them prominent. Make them stand out. Right. Make them beautiful. Make them everything that they are, and don't make them invisible. That's mm-hmm. why. Man, it's just the stupidest argument. It's like people get so incensed that there's black entertainment television or that people say black lives matter and all these things. And it's like, man, <laughs> because you we've been forced to be invisible. You have kept yeah. us under thumb. Yeah. And and it's worked, coincidentally. It has worked. Yeah. What always tripped me out about folks being mad at BET, you never say anything about Telemundo. Yeah. Yeah. Like Telemundo is like huge. You can't even mm-hmm. understand it. It's in Spanish. It's in Spanish. Right. <laughs> like, why can't yo, I understand yeah. this novella? Yeah, why? Yeah. <laughs> but BET gets attacked all the time, and I'm like, we not even owned by black people. Right, it's not. Like, it's come not, on, it's man. Not. Like, the white people. It's a white person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. imagine for any white person who thinks that BET is absurd and I have exist, CMT, man. Imagine, oh. imagine, imagine <laughs> walking around and only seeing black people. Yeah. That's yeah. what I would say to white racists is yeah. if you think black people are being unreasonable, then imagine a world where everybody was black and, and they did everything in their power to make you feel like you were invisible. You'd be like, man, I'd sure like to see a white face just because just, just because that's human nature. Yeah. Just yeah. because and it's and it's even more pronounced when not only is it a simple fact, but it's being pushed on you purposefully for bad means. So so what I mean by that is it's very calculated that there were no black toys for years and years and years and years and years. Right. It was, it was, it was one of the ways that we kept you under thumb yep. and made you feel less than well, it wasn't an accident. Like you, it's you just got, as easy to make a black toy as it is a black doll. As it is well, a white it was some black, black toys, dolls, but yeah, they was, but offensive. they were always offensive. Like yeah. you had the mammy dolls yeah. and you had yeah. like, um, I forgot what they called them, but the that shit on, face, um, big red with lips. the big red lips, that shit yeah. on, uh, the new tales of the hood. Yeah. Was, that, that shit was, that shit sucked yeah, though, it but was whack. yeah, <laughs> they had that on there. Yeah. It was whack though. Um, that, that, same tour like came to life or whatever. Uh, it's called a sambo, I think. Yeah. 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 But so on the last part of this, uh, of this chart, it says that, uh, it says see no evil, blacks who ignore or fail to address black on black violence, a collective numbness to black violence and homicide. Then on the historical roots part, it said black men and women have become immune to uh, uh, racial violence. Shutting down is an uh, effective uh, psych- psyche defense. The fact that all blacks are judged by the negative tendencies of a few forces many to repress public outrage. Which is why shows like Cops exist. So we can all see the black people who commit crimes and get reinforced that, oh, black people commit all the crimes. Yeah. 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 So when I read it, I was like, fuck, that's so... Mm-hmm. Like, and I read that back it's, and it's I read being, that three years ago. You know what I'm saying? It's being comfortable with injustice. Cornell West talked about it on Joe Rogan's interview. So if I read that three years ago, 
I read that three years ago. Imagine me going through the phase that you're, yeah. you're, that you're going through, yeah. being outraged, yeah. being mad, saying Black Lives Matter, staying up to two, three o'clock in the morning, arguing with some white motherfuckers yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? And you're right, though. <laughs> you're absolutely right, though. Arguing and with And now you're like, it. you're drained. I'm 20. I did that shit when I was 21, 22. Yeah. I'm 26 now. I'm tired. And it's like, now I'm looking at like the, my solution. Not is not. I don't have. A, I don't have a solution either. My thing is, how can I help? I yeah. think through this podcast, yeah. through reaching out to somebody who's a cop. Like, yeah, what the fuck can we do? Also, like Killer Mike said, we need allies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, black people need allies. Yeah. You're an ally. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think Twan's totally right though. Um, like, I, I we all think so. In like. Our expectations are always extravagant. Mm-hmm. We we want to accomplish so much and help and do all these extravagant, extravagant, extravagant things. Yeah. At the end of the day, the way that you actually affect these issues is as an indi- on an individual, individual basis. Yeah. Be decent. Be decent. Yeah. Be good to people. Yeah. Be loving to people. Help always, people. Always. Don't lie. Be well intended. All of those things and. It matters. Like, it absolutely matters. Oh, yeah. Like, how do you get through? So, we're talking about how to get through. Earlier, we were talking about how do we get through to people who don't even see the racism of America or they're just completely blind to it and they take offense to it. Or maybe <laughs> they aren't blind to it and they actually agree with it. Yeah. Like, how do you get through to those people? Well, you, you know how you get through to those people is decency and love. Like, chances are if they're of the variety that actually agrees with it and they're actual racists, the reason they're racist is because of ignorance and probably low self-esteem and lack of connectivity. Those are some of the main reasons why people are racist is because they don't like themselves, so they need to look down their nose at others. They have nobody in their life, so in order to form a community, they go find other ignorant, sad white people to glob onto. Or they just they're just ignorant. They're just not aware of, yeah, but some of them, Simple though, yeah, and some of them, though, you got to let them just be ignorant, too. For sure. But yeah. if they have a, if, if so let's take black on black crime, like you just brought up. Yeah. If, if one of the, if one of the reasons you give for your racism is, well, look at, look at blacks, black on black crime, they get, they're violent. They kill each other in mass. I mean, look at the nightly news. Just look at the nightly news. Yeah. If the, so, so that would be something they would say. Huh. Well, if you happen to encounter this person in your everyday life, and you're just decent. You're just genuine and decent and kind. That's meaningful because you're going to not fit that narrative. That's why it's so important to be good to people. Mm-hmm. This goes back to policing. Yeah. Just be fucking good to people. Don't come at people with ego and dominance. I think that should be the shirt. Just be good to people. Just be good. Just be that good to be people. The, and it shirt. matters. And there it makes go. an enormous Can somebody effect. make that up? Let's get that. Like because that. if... If you were to happen, uh, just by happenstance, encounter one of these people, and let's say just for the sake of an example, um, here's a good one. Let's, <laughs> uh, let's say there's some white fucking racist on the side of the interstate with a blown tire. Yeah. And that sucks, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Blowing a tire on the interstate is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And especially with traffic and if yeah, it's hot yeah. out, it's a nightmare. That's like a shit position to mm-hmm. be in. And nobody wants to be in it. Imagine... If this white racist blows a tire and for whatever reason they can't change it or whatever, and you see this and you come pulling up and you're like, yeah, I see that you need some help. Uh, I've got a jack. Is there any way that I can help? And, and, and because they're in such a spot, because nobody wants to be stranded on the side of the interstate, 
and especially if they're alone, they've got nothing to prove to anybody and they need help. So suddenly their, race, their racism is going to go on the back burner briefly. If you actually stop and help that person, that's, that's change. They're going to suddenly realize that their preconceived notions of black people is wrong. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. And like I do that because I'm a cop and so I have to do it by yeah, virtue yeah. of my job. But there's times where I'm not working and yeah. I see one thing or another. Yeah. You just go fucking help. You just go fucking help. If you yeah. see a fellow human in obvious distress and an obvious need of help, fucking go help. Of course. Do you, but and do you think that's like somehow that like that is something that you were probably just raised upon? Because my mama always was like one of the just for the neighborhood. She whoever got kicked at their mama house, whoever got kicked out their house, whoever mm-hmm. lights was out. They come stay with us. Mm-hmm. So I learned that at an early age, too, mm-hmm. was just to help people. Mm-hmm. I didn't give a fuck who you was. And like I said, and some of my homies, they different. They in different gangs and everything. I never was a gang member, but I didn't care what color you were. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could come stay in my crib. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If something was going on at the crib. But I just learned that early on. So do you feel like, you, did you learn that early on through your family? Yeah, like I mean, just my, to be yeah, decent, probably. decent and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, my dad does that stuff all the time. Yeah, even to like no race, right? Like no oh, matter. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, see? Yeah. You learned that though. Think about people who grew up in your era, but their parents are racist though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, yeah. So how do, I mean, I guess like what I'm asking is like, so with the whole <laughs> car situation, I see what you're saying, but like what if they were just taught to like just never fuck with that type of person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Their well, whole life. Yeah. And it's going to be a harder egg to crack for sure. Yeah. But through decency and empathy and caring and just being a genuine good human being. When for they the other person, that, right? For No, for you doing it to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, yeah, yeah. my okay, point okay, is okay. when I, you're I out in the world, when yeah. you're out in the world uh-huh. doing your thing, mm-hmm. be good to people, man. Yeah. Fucking be good to people. Be honest. Don't be deceitful. Be a person yeah, of your yeah. word. Have integrity and help. And... When you, when you do that... See, when you say don't be deceitful, what you mean? When I say don't be deceitful? <laughs> yeah. I like, think, I know I what think, you mean, I think but... lying... I think being dishonest... Okay. ...is one of the most inherently damaging things people can do to one right, another. Right, right. I'm Lies, not talking about, like, dishonest. I'm talking about, like... Okay, so you're saying the Matrix, right? There's a certain way and a certain code you gotta, you know, maneuver through to get through through the system. You know yes, what I'm saying? yes. So when you, that's what I'm saying, like being deceitful. You're talking about being like dishonest and yeah. lying. Okay, yeah. all right. What what are you talking about? What what like you, like your poker face? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like <clears throat> that's what I mean by being deceitful. Like your poker face is okay. I know that I cannot be certain best friends with certain white people, mm-hmm. but they have what I want. Mm-hmm. So in order to get what I want for me and my people, I'm going to act accordingly or act a certain way. Yeah. You know that's, what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know that that's dishonesty. That's just playing a game. Okay. You know, I, yeah. that's just, that's just, that's recognizing, that's, why I that's, why that's I like, recognizing yeah. your environment and responding okay. to the environment. I'm you. talking about more like, like just on any level, like don't be a fucking liar. Like, gotcha. Just, I feel, yeah, you know, I just, I see what you're saying. That's why I was like, because I feel like sometimes, like, even me, just being in a corporate world, and I'm like, ah, I got to say yes, sir, no, sir. Really, when I want to say, nah, bro. Uh, well, but that's not dishonesty. That's I culture. Could. That's just managed. <laughs> that's just managed. Like, like if, if you encounter somebody who's shitty to you, 
yeah. and because you're a decent human being, mm-hmm. you still show them courtesy. That's yeah. not dishonesty. That's just manners. That's just being taking the upper hand and being a better gotcha. person. I got you. I got you. Yeah. That's cool. And and knowing how to work your way through a system, that's not dishonesty either. That's well, when when I when I say like saying yes sir or no sir or you know, it's like because you know, in the corporate like you have to apologize sometimes. Mm-hmm. Apologize for stupid shit though. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Shit that ain't your fault. Yeah. So that's why I'd be like, I just wanna be like, you send me this well, email. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be like, all right, bro, bit. Okay, <laughs> you know, look at it. Look <laughs> but at now it. I'm like, yes, sir. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what look I'm at saying? it from a relationship standpoint. Yeah, there's times in yeah. marriage, yeah, hey, where you know yeah. what, you you <laughs> vehemently disagree with your spouse on a per- particular issue, right? But you, for the sake of the relationship, relationship I feel you. Somebody's got to fucking give. I got you. Like man. you guys can choose to butt heads over this <laughs> insignificant point yeah. until the both of you end up despising one another. Or just realize that nobody's perfect. I feel you. And, and, just and that apologize. goes back to you Dude, saying being decent. Sometimes you yeah. apologize not because you're wrong, but just because people are more important than who's right. Mm. So if you, Damn, if that's you get, a bar. If, Luke man. got them yeah. bars today. <laughs> <laughs> Apologizing doesn't mean the other person's right and you're wrong. Right. Apologizing means we're all humans and I care about you. And so I'm sorry. Yeah. Because we've gotten to a point neither one of us want to be at. Yeah. And I my you. my I feel you. my insistence on that's being real. right is yeah. less than my love for you. So I'm sorry. Yeah. That's real. Yeah, man. Yeah. Damn. I might have to listen to this one like <laughs> seven or eight times. <laughs> that was real though. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I don't have nothing to say now after that because like that was just so goddamn real. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. But I mean for me, like being just like, like I said, I'm a I am a good, decent person. I think I am. Uh I I'll give the shirt off my back to anybody who needed it. But at the same time, like I said, like just trying to also not get discouraged, but trying to maneuver through mm-hmm. a white man's world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, trying to like, uh, we could use a uh, tortoise wins, uh, as an example, you know, she's into politics, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I know like she has so much to say, and, but she's doing a good job at like maneuvering through the politics right now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I know like behind closed doors, yeah. snapping off. You feel me? Yeah. And yeah. like she got yeah. so much shit to say. You yeah. feel me? So it's like that's the type of person I look up to. You know, For sure. Like a person Definitely. like Tortoise Wins, like yeah. is what I look up to and just learning from as yeah. well. So that's why I'm, that's that's what was my question. Like was being deceitful. Like some of these politics too. Uh, I guess like a person. Well, damn, I don't know. I don't know if y'all saw the Democrat thing last night. No, nah, I, I, I did. I did. A lot of a lot of people were agreeing with Emily Warren. Mm-hmm. Emily Warren. That's my first time hearing of her. So my 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 first initial thought was, okay, how did she get to this point? Mm-hmm. How did she maneuver to this to get to this point? Because she just watching CNN. Like I told you this morning, I was watching CNN. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a lot of good points, but my thing is, how much of it is true? How much of it is bullshit? Mm-hmm. So is that you know what I'm saying? Are you deceiving yeah. me, like yeah. all the other motherfuckers? Yeah, you know yeah. that's why I asked you that. Yeah, well, politics is inherently deceitful. It really is. Right, I good. mean, that's a good point. the best that, politician is still point. a liar from time to yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I don't like politics. That's why I can't. How do old it. are you yeah, again, Blue? Forty three. Damn, I, that's hope I, why, I hope I'm as smart as you at 43. <laughs> well, you're way smarter at 26 than I was, so you're off to a good start. But no, I, I mean, that's why I could never, 
like you brought up towards one. I can't do what she does. Right. I can't either. stomach politics. <laughs> and you know why I can't? Because there is an element of dishonesty to it. There really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how in the world do you get the masses to vote for you and be 100% honest? It really isn't possible. Yeah. Nah. Like, it really isn't. It is an inherently dishonest thing, which is why I cannot stomach politics, which is why I don't do it and never will. And the people who can, that's awesome. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, Obviously, on this scale of bad, uh, bad to best, uh, Trump is towards the worst, worst. side, <laughs> and Obama was towards the best side. But Obama did yeah. some fucked up shit. Oh yeah, and yeah. he is a politician. Oh yeah, you know what? And, and I and I want to apologize. Uh, just kind of going back, and I looked at something like, uh, well, Obama actually accomplished and did. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad that I missed it because I've always said like I missed the Obama run because yeah, yeah. I just never was into politics. But, but Obama kind of was a dope ass motherfucker. Oh no, he you was. He, he was, was cool. But he but also yeah, he, was he a did, politician. Yeah, he he did some fucked up and shit. And as such, he yeah, isn't hundred yeah. percent genuine. Yeah. yeah. And like Cornell West, who is my new favorite human I being. I think all the fuck got some demons, you know. Cornell West, as a side note, was interviewed by Joe Rogan recently. Yeah. And he is my favorite human being on this planet. And he's, he's a theologian. He is a Christian and a theologian. Yep. <laughs> and that man. That's what's crazy. See that right there. That's right there. He is my favorite human being. <laughs> I, I have listened to that podcast three there times. There's a quality right here. Dude, yeah. I wanted to climb through the microphone and hug him. I, his demeanor and his persona and the way he relates to people and speaks to people. I absolutely love that man. Like yeah. he is so. He is everything we've talked about on the show yeah. to the nth degree. Yeah, he is, and I haven't even watched. I haven't watched it yet. Incredibly well intended. He is incredibly honest. He is incredibly smart. He is he is incredibly honest. Yeah, he is incredibly incredibly empathic. Yeah, and just the way he talks, like just the way he says things. I'm yeah, you just uh, like, you sent it. you sent the podcast to the group, but for for Joe Rogan, for me, yeah. I like I like to actually watch him on YouTube. I watch yeah. him too because yeah. I like I like to see the people's faces expressions, yeah. yeah. like you know how they really talk. He is such like. He's he, a very interesting he is person. He's such a good guy. Man, I got some stuff. Uh, if, if you're really interested into him, I can send you some stuff. I want to meet him. Oh, I, yeah, I wanna meet yeah, him, yeah. I want to go up and be like, thank you for being the best human I think I've ever encountered. Yeah. Like, he really just <laughs> exudes goodness. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. Well, he's a great, he got some good stuff. He got some good speeches, yeah. man. Like, for real. You know what? I, I we, love Twan and I were talking about this before you got here. Yeah. He actually insulted Trump a number of times uh-huh. on that interview. Oh, for real? And he did it so lovingly. Yeah. He did it in such a kind way. Are you seeing it? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, you saw it. Okay. Dude, he, he's actually saying negative things that are true. Yeah. But negative because Trump is a negative when did you character. See it? You saw it the day it came out? Or? I saw it a couple of days after. Okay. Came out. But yeah, he yeah. does it so uh, in such a nice way. Like, he he his point isn't to say Trump is a dickhead. His point is to say everybody's a dickhead. And here's how Trump's a dickhead. But guess what? I'm a dickhead in a similar way. Thank you. Yeah. He's, he's so reasonable. But that's like, that's the thing though. But and all we want people who like Trump or whatever is just to say that yeah, he is a dickhead. Yeah. He is a racist. And recognize and recognize and it. S- maybe consider supporting somebody who isn't such who an isn't? racist. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe I we, don't know. That's all we ask for. Maybe break hey. out of your your political boundaries and Bro, and since we're on political stuff, uh, have y'all seen the movie Long Shot with uh, Seth Rogen? Mm-mm. See that shit immediately. Like, oh, that's why he was the writer for the bro. Yeah. Yes, bro. He was the writer for who? So he, I'm just gonna give you like the base yeah. of the story. 
So there's this girl that he originally grew up with. Well, they parted ways probably when he was 13. Uh, and it's, it's it's Seth Rogen, so of course it's got some comedy in yeah, there. So yeah. I'm not going to tell you the whole thing. Uh, so he grew up with this girl. They parted ways probably like when they were 13. He grew up to be a journalist. She grew up to be a politician mm-hmm. who is so-called, at the time they meet again, running for president. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets fired from, uh, or not, his uh, job got outsourced uh, for the newspaper or blog or whatever he wrote for. He got outsourced. They end up meeting again, and she he she ends up hiring him to write her speeches. Mm-hmm. But the shit is is funny as hell. It's got some <laughs> romantic things if you like the romantic shit, but it's funny as fuck. Huh. But it's it's a good story. Huh. But it's it's hilarious. How old of a movie? Is it uh, it came, no, it's like it I came, it came out, out like this year. Yeah, it came out okay. probably like in May or June. Like good. May or June. Yeah. It's a Seth Rogan joke, but uh Yeah, I'll have to check it out. It's it's funny as fuck. Yeah, like he had me like dying it. lad. I might watch it tonight, fuck. Yeah. But, I might uh, suggest it also. Yeah, yeah. You should watch you and your wife should watch it. And I can't long wait for shot. y'all to watch it. Long, long is it on Netflix? I don't know. Hope no, so. Maybe no. Hulu Hulu? Maybe we got I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> we got we got fire sticks on. Uh, oh, okay, okay. So Amazon okay. Prime Day. Hey, okay. So yeah. it might be on there. It might be on yeah, there. Yeah, we can yeah. probably find it. There you go. There you go. Have you uh, have you listened to any of the music I sent you? Yeah, it was good. Really? I have. I haven't listened to it to the point where I know it well. Right, but, but I'm I saying, took but a, you, on but a you cursory like it. listen. I like. Which, it, yeah. I forgot. I know I sent you the Maxo Cream. Yeah, and, that was the main one I listened to. And, and the Chance the Rapper. Um, oh. No, you sent. You actually. Uh, yeah, no, no, it was Chance. Yeah. Oh. I didn't listen to that one. Is the first one you sent? And then there's another guy. I'm probably sending him too. This, his name is YBN Corday. Uh, Corday, yeah. Shit, that little dude is hard. Man. Shit, man. I wasn't expecting that, man. What, I bro? That's an incredible album. Yeah. Like this guy, he matter of fact, he rapped on. Uh, he did like a freestyle on J Cole's 1985 beat. Yeah, yeah. So and then now he had an album out. This dude is like, he, I kind of compare him to a uh, J Cole. Wait, hey, the song 1985? Monster, yeah, so he did on a freestyle. KOD? Yeah. He did a freestyle okay. on that beat. Yeah. I uh, like that song. Yeah. And now he put out an album, and it's like freaking great. Huh. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that Maxo Cream album, to me, is like, it's so fucking hard. Yeah. It's like about his dad. Mm-hmm. You know, his dad been in and out in jail. Um. Him having to like take care of his family because his dad, I think, is Nigerian and his mom is American. His yeah. dad went to jail because of uh, his Nigerian sister uh, told on him because his dad used to be a drug dealer. Uh. He just kind of telling like the story of like his dad and like how it kind of like trickled down to him, like how he started getting into the streets. But he can rap though, like he makes good music, but he just telling like a cool like story about like. How he got involved into the streets, how his dad was in the streets. Like, it's just a good album. Yeah. Like, mm. I love it. But that YBN Cordae is like fucking amazing. You know what's dope, though? What? BJ the Chicago Kid. Oh my God, that champagne. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> we were listening to oh, it. Man. We were listening to it this anniversary. Woo. Man, we had some good times on that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I can't wait to have some good times at that album. Hey, that, <laughs> hey, that champagne, though, that shit. That whole album is hard. That shit. On repeat. That whole album fire, bro. I got it on repeat, bro. Man, that, I got time. Send me that one. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. It's, a, it's a good uh, R&B. Soulful. Yeah, that's that's when uh you and your wife, you know what I'm saying, you're drinking some red wine, got the candles lit, you know? Man. Oh, man. <laughs> that's good. Uh, man. It's like a modern-day Barry White. <laughs> 
yeah. he's that era, man. Yeah. yeah, just a little new, new twist. New, yeah, on new it. twist to yeah. it. Yeah, new twist yeah. to it. Yeah, mm. it's it's really smooth. Young dude with an old soul, man. I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that is weird when that happens. Yeah. young people with an old soul. Young dude yeah. with an old soul, man. That's how this YBN Cordae guy is. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's twenty one, but like I said, like I compare him to like a J Cole or like a Nas or yeah. something. That dude's mm-hmm. intelligent. Man. Yeah, he intelligent yeah. in the mud. He's like from North Carolina and stuff like that. That's where J Cole's from. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how from... they knew each other, probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Probably, mm-hmm. bro. Yeah, but um, y'all got anything else? I don't know. Nah, man. No, I'm just. It's so much easier to, it's so hard to put into words what you're thinking sometimes. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I struggle with that all the time. Like struggling with what you, that's, why, I, that's why I journal though. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get something down. on. Because oh, I'm, I'm just, what? I'm just stuck on how hey, to. Hey, can, can I do a favor? Hmm. Or, no, can I do a favor? Can I, can I ask for a favor? Who's, who are you asking a favor of? For myself. Well, that's up to you then. Maxim Thorne. Oh. So I wrote I wrote this actually the other day. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, and I was like, you know what? I think it's all right enough for people to hear mm-hmm. for the first time. Okay? It, is it like a rap or a spoken word? Spoken word. Yeah. I just wrote it. All right. So you ready? Y'all ready? Yeah. My first time. This is live. This first time is going down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Yeah, we'll end the show with this. No, all right. no music on the end. This is it, right? Yeah. This is it. All right. Here we go. And no plugs. I hope no this is going to be one Black take. Luster, we love you. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thank you, Black Luster. I still need some music, man. I'm Come nervous on. now. There's <laughs> a lot of pressure. <laughs> one take. Here we go. Nah, I'm just kidding. All right. So it starts off. And there I was, neighborhood surrounded by vice lords, mama praying to the Lord. My cousins was Hoover, I was just a hooper. Bloods in my school, blood in the streets. The grape niggas stayed down the street and I knew a couple folks that was claiming GD. I sat back and I smoked a tree, I elevated my mind. Now one of the ministers from the Nation of Islam is hitting my line. We build it and we execute it with our time. We following certain codes, making gods out of miseducated Negroes. See, that's why I stopped going out. The homies say, let's go out. I'm like, nah, I'ma stay. I have to number stay. I'd rather sit home and pray. I'd rather meditate. Good energy I'm trying to create. Putting out good karma. Trying to build a system like Wakanda. I don't talk to God every day, but he still feels my hunger. I'm a savage that turned into a king. And I uh, struggle with trying to give these keys to the world. So, man, I just sometimes, I ah, I said, uh, man, sometimes I just wonder. I think I did all right. Yeah, that was good, man. I gotta fix that end part, but yeah. Some snaps, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that today. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I wrote yeah. that today. That Y'all liked good. it? Y'all no, liked it? Man, yeah. It takes me forever to process things. I'd have to read it like twelve times. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. very slow. Uh, clearly. I'm yeah. very slow at processing it's all good. things. But yeah, I wrote that today and I was <laughs> like, I'm gonna probably share it today. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. So I did that. There you go. All right. You gotta all be right. more spoken word, man. I, I, do you do you go out and do it ever? I used, used to. to. I yeah. used to. I haven't done it in a while. You should again. Let I know, know, right? I gotta, I gotta get my schedule back intact. Like I said, yeah, I, you I, should. I haven't been, in, I haven't been to work in a week, but I still get paid though. That's mm-hmm. that's what's up. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back tomorrow. There uh, you go. For the first time in a week. Paid vacation. Paid vacation. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man. There you go. So, Black Luster, we are, we are. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we right. were gonna end the show, but then we kept talking. Yeah. yeah. All that right. was good though, man. You should do more spoken words. <laughs> Thank you. I will. I just don't know where. I liked. Uh, 
which episode was it? Either the one before this one or two before this one. The song you did with Pimp. Oh, that was the last episode. Yeah, that was last good. Episode. Thank yeah. you. I like Pimp. <laughs> She's cool. I like her. <laughs> I like Pimp too. Yeah. <laughs> Peace to Pimp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess uh yeah, this is the Blue and Lines podcast. And I guess we are out and we're gonna see y'all. Are we recording next week? Probably. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so. let's do it. Hey, let's do it. We're on the road. Three All weeks right. in a row. This is wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. Next week could be out three. No, no next we... week will be four. Damn. We four weeks in a row? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think three weeks. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't we don't know. know. Yeah. Hey, but hey, also though, continue to donate. Yes. Donate, donate, donate. Uh, until we start making enough money, everything goes to Twan. Until Twan can say, "Hey, here go a little bit of a piece of change." You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, but, we'll yeah, spread please, love around. Please donate, donate. Uh, to the show. Like I said, if uh. You know, if it wasn't for uh, producer preaching Twan, this show would not go on. We use his studio, his equipment. So, yeah. Boom. We out.